Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. This week on Wealth Made Simple, we are going to be discussing AI. And I've got a massive passion for this subject. I love this subject. Um, you hide it well. I know, I know, I really do. Mm. Um, and we've been utilizing... Um, AI um, within our business, and last week um, during during the show, I um, both both of the scripts that I had for last week were written specifically by AI, um, just to demonstrate for the purposes of this show um, how good they can be. Now I did sense check them before, you know, bring them to air, you know. Because AI is not perfect. Um, it's not a replacement for people. But did a pretty good job. And I managed to get through, you know, the entire show on AI scripts, knowledge, AI prompts. And here, everybody was thinking, how clever is Kieran? He has all this stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. But that, that was the purpose of, of yeah. last week's show, was to demonstrate where it's going, how it's integrating itself into aspects of people's lives. Now, I think to start off with, we should cover what is AI? Because a lot of people have, you know, this idea in their head that, you know, you've seen all the films, Terminator, iRobot, you know, Skynet and all the rest of it. Um, you've got too much time on your hand. Clearly. Mm. Um, and, you know, the HAL 9000... There's there's so many sci-fi iterations of AI that I stopped at ET. That that's extraterrestrial, not. Well, it's kind of sci-fi, isn't it? To, yeah. In my world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my sci-fi world is more than your sci-fi world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, this, this yeah. is true. But so so we've got this preconceived idea that AI is this the robots that are going to take over. And they are, aren't they? Maybe one day. But we are so far away from that. And I, I don't think people understand just how far away from that we are. So I'm just going to run through a few concepts of different types of AI and what they can do, their general overview of them. And I'm going to start at the most advanced that we've ever thought about and come backwards and then I'll tell you where we are at right now. And it might give you an idea into, yeah. So you're going to go to infinity and beyond and then come back? Yep, that's that's the idea. To the future. Okay, yep. let's do it. So the first AI I'm going to talk about is um, artificial superintelligence with objectives. And this is an AI system that possesses superintelligence um, but also has explicit objectives and goals set by the creators. Now, this is what we will probably be trying to work towards so that it's constrained in place within rules and guidelines so that you don't have rampant AI. 
Um, the benefits of um, this form of AI are similar to those of basic super intelligent AI, um, but it's more controllable. It's got more directed behavior and more predefined objectives. Um, we're going to have to um, be very careful about what objectives we give and how those objectives can be interpreted um, because we as human beings are not super intelligent. Yeah, we are intelligent and we are the intelligent life form on this planet, but we as a species are not super intelligent. So su ASI, super intelligent, artificial, artificial super intelligence, is going to be a magnitude higher in intelligence than we are. So its interpretation is going to be vastly different to something that we currently understand. Different ability, um, yeah. Yeah, massively. Um, and and that's the thing. So that that's the highest thing that we're trying to achieve with AI. Um, now, alongside that, that, there is your generic um, artificial superintelligence. Um, and at its core, artificial superintelligence is AI that surpasses human intelligence in every aspect, every single aspect, creativity, problem solving, self-awareness, development, learning, every single aspect that you can think of. Um, and this, the potential benefits of a super AI are immeasurable. Yeah, it can solve world problems the way that we solve a child's problems. It's it's that much of a... At a different speed and a different yeah. density and everything, yeah. Yeah, it will advance scientific research at an unprecedented rate. It will solve problems that we've been having. It will elevate our understanding of the universe. It will revolutionize society. And these are just the fringe benefits. And you make it sound so exciting. It really, really is. But, you know, there are existential risks when it comes to um, superintelligence. Um, superintelligence will be able to outsmart humans. It will be able to outmaneuver us. If we've got everything being controlled by computers and everything else is digitized, everything else is roboticized, you know, all our factories are using, you know, robots to build cars, for example, it's all connected to the internet, it's all part, of, it all becomes part of this super intelligence. We then become beholden to it, unless there are those constraints that I mentioned earlier in place. Otherwise, it's got complete global control. And that in and of itself is what terrifies a lot of people. But that's that's super intelligence. That's that's a long, long way away. Um, going down a grade, you've got artificial broad generalization, and a broad generalization is an AI that can generalize across a wide range of tasks, but it's not truly conscious or self-aware. But it can help with advanced robotic systems. It can perform various complex tasks in controlled environments. But it's not outsmarting us. So it's, yeah, and we're not there yet. We know we're close, by my understanding. Um, and then, yeah, that, that can help. Yeah, a broad general AI will help with handling tasks on 
and potentially give us improvements in automation or productivity, you know, autonomously. It'll do that by itself. It'll just reiterate processes, improve, refine, improve, refine. But it won't. It won't get creative per se. Um, then you've got narrow generalized AI, which it can it's an AI that can generalize its capabilities across multiple related tasks, but it doesn't have the broad cognitive abilities of a human. And that's, yeah, but it's very, very good at its singular focus task. Um, and It's more niche. Yeah, yeah, yep. absolutely. Then you've got strong AI. Strong AI is the next level up, uh, or next level down, but next level up from where we are at. And strong AIs refers to AI systems that possess human-like cognitive abilities. Um, it enables them to learn, to understand, to apply knowledge across a wide, wide range of tasks that essentially mimics human-like intelligence. And artificial narrow generalizations and artificial broad generalizations are kind of a similar level. So that they're all kind of close around the same sphere. Mm -hmm. um, this level of AI currently doesn't exist. You know, we, we, we don't have human-level intelligence AI yet. Um, if it is successfully developed, industries that require long amounts of research, problem-solving, you know, all of these sorts of things, the computer requires power. The algorithm requires power. But it doesn't call in sick. It doesn't take a day off. It can just sit and compute day in, day out, and it will just increase overall in every industry the efficiencies within our workplaces and, you know, jobs. Now, there are ethical concerns about creating machines in general with human-like intelligence. Um, people cite the loss of jobs to automation. They cite... That happens a lot, doesn't it? That conversation. It, yeah, that conversation happens a lot. And we will touch on that conversation um, during this. Um, there is the potential that once you've created human-like intelligence, you've added that creativity to it, that learning ability, and then you've given it access to the internet. The thing that will define and allow it to evolve so much faster than human beings can and it could lead to superintelligence a lot faster than we anticipated, is the storage of information. You have a finite amount of information you can store in your brain at any one time that you have access to. A supercomputer, you know, we have supercomputers now that have petabytes and yeah. petabytes and petabytes of storage. Data rooms and that kind of stuff. Yep. And you've also got, if you've got a single computer that has... Imagine plugging your brain directly into the internet and having access to all the information of the internet at your fingertips at all times. You wouldn't just be human anymore. You'd be more than... you'd um, be. It, but it's a speed, isn't it? Yeah. Your speed of processing, your speed of ideas, your speed of... Collecting and... Collecting information and... and yeah. Reproducing. It grows exponentially yeah. and it grows very, very quickly. That's the one of the biggest risks that people look at when they're looking at human-level intelligence AI is plugging into the internet and giving it access to all that information at once and how quickly could it evolve itself into super-intelligence and, you know, the, 
problems they're in. So there needs to be controls in place. And we do look at you know, whether or not there are. But again, that level of AI currently does not exist. Doesn't. Sorry. Or if it does, it's not known to us. No, it doesn't. No. Um, and the reason we know it doesn't is now we get to narrow AI. Narrow AI refers to AI systems that are designed and trained on a specific task for a limited range of tasks. And these systems are highly specialized and cannot perform beyond their predefined scope. That's where we're at. That's what we have. ChatGPT, yeah. which is the one that everyone's heard of, um, Bard, but, yeah. um, all the um, DALI, which is the image generation, all of these AIs are learning models. They are narrow AI. They are weak AI. They're not true conscious human level sophisticated, AI, sophisticated yeah. AI. They're just not. And we don't know how long it will take us to get there, but we are, we are at the very fringes of this. So uh, voice assistants, you know, Siri, Alexa, yeah. things like that, they are um, narrow AI. Spam filters, narrow AI. Yeah, you use, you'd be amazed at how long narrow AI's been around. But now that we've got language learning models, it's suddenly come to everyone's for the forefront again. But that sort of, this sort of narrow AI has been around for many, many years. It's been playing chess. It's been playing Go. Is it Go? I have no idea. I think it is. It's an old, old game. It's been doing all those sorts of things. That's narrow AI. And, you know, it's not intuitive. It's not talking to you. It's just understanding your words and converting it. And processing and giving back whatever prompt yeah. you've given. Yeah. A... a Chess AI can analyze any move you make in chess and respond accordingly in a way that will gen generate a victory for it. Can't play checkers. It'll lose every game of checkers you put mm. it against because it's got it's a very, very focused. Focus, that's right, yeah. Um, so, but this sort of AI, now that it's becoming more mainstream, is very, very proficient at performing very the specific tasks that you give it, that you program it for. Um, but it cannot adapt to new tasks outside of its original design. Um, and it also suffers from potential bias if the training data is not diverse or representative. And as has, demonstrate, has been demonstrated with ChatGPT, if you feed it bad pros, bad input, it gives you bad results. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, so that's that's a general overview of the different levels of AI. There's a there's a lot to get through there. Um and we we are at that very, very first level. We are at narrow AI. Which is crazy when you think And exciting. Uh, incredibly what, exciting. I mean what the future holds, yeah. Yeah. The, the future holds a complete, you know, idea of growth around all of this, and that it will just continue to grow. So, but you need to understand the fundamentals of AI before you can have a true discussion about AI. Yeah. You know, because there's no point coming into this and going, oh, yeah, but when are the computers taking over? Yeah. 
always say please and thank you to your smart devices. Yeah. Because when the inevitable <laughs> revolution does happen, no, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's that's AI in a nutshell. And I'm not a computer analyst. I'm not an AI expert. I'm an AI enthusiast. Yeah. Um, and there are people out there who dedicate their lives into this sort of thing and they could explain it far better than I can and there's a lot more nuance and a lot more depth to it than I've presented here but as it's a, a starting point it's, yeah. it's a starting point yeah so now what do you what do you use AI for or what does it mean to us yeah yeah what does it mean or to for us, us yeah. how's how's it gonna grow and change I mean how how, how do you see AI I think it's a, it's a massive opportunity. It's going to... Because a lot of time, if you're looking to do something, uh, you spend a lot of time researching. Even if you know a particular topic, uh, you're still going to research to see if there's any changes, updates, a new angle, a different way you can present a particular concept. Uh, and that takes a lot of time yeah. to do. Uh, AI, in, in, with what we have at the moment, okay, uh, whether it's ChatGPT, Barn, or something else, uh, reduces that time. Of course, you, you then got to look at it and make sure it's correct, authentic, right, accurate, factually correct. Uh, but if you know your subject matter, you can quickly kind of get through that. Unless you're introducing something new, in which case I'd say do the research yourself first and then obviously go to... Chat GPT or any of the other uh, platforms to try and get the information and then compare notes. Uh, so I, I think it's phenomenal. Uh, my concern always, as, as you know, Kieran, with this stuff, and it's going to improve, is I think it will dumb down people uh, because a lot of people will have this lazy approach. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want some article on this or blog or whatever it is, okay? And then they put some prompts in which might not be entirely what they're looking for and then they get something out there and they're sending the information out and they're, they're, they've got they're an influencer or a small influencer or they've got followers and people read that believe that and they're just going off on a, on a tangent uh, it to some extent it reduces people's ability to think independently okay I mean there's answers for all these pros and cons but yeah. I'm just saying okay uh, and then I think the fact there are two other things in terms of humans one is the emotion side, okay, and sharing those emotions. Uh, and the other one linked to that is connectivity. Uh, human to human, talking to each other, having that emotional connection, that human connection. Uh, and AI will probably have that at some point, you know, uh, And but I think at the moment it lacks it, but it doesn't just, just lack it. I think it, in a way, uh, it's going to be sad when if people lose that connection somehow yeah. uh, and just rely totally on the internet or other means uh, of communicating with each other and not using that one-to-one -one or one-to-many uh, situation. So, yeah. but, but it's, it's a fantastic tool, as you've said. I mean, we've already adopted it uh, a while back and we're always looking at changes, improvements, what's out there. Yeah. And some of the stuff even right now, as you know, is mind-blowing. And as you uh, said, incredible. we're just at the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's phenomenal. Um, yeah, I mean, something I want to touch on that you, you, you briefly said uh, um, a second ago was you know sense checking and making sure that you know 
knowing what you know is correct as per you know whatever prompt you've put in um and the reason i bring that up is there was a story in the news and i was listening to this so i you know don't quote me on this the details might be a little bit wrong but the general idea is that ai well, uh, in the news then it must be true mm, um ai can um it has a phenomenon that it does which is referred to as hallucinating and what that is is when you ask it to cite references it makes them up and a lawyer i believe in america mm-hmm. had his either intern or associate or yeah junior create a document for him to go to court with and rather than doing the research and he relied on it did he well rather than doing the research himself the intern put it into chat gpt mm-hmm. or a large language learning model and it spat out you know a full dossier of you know the defense or you know what whatever it was at the time and cited legal precedents and stuff you know as as they do you know mm-hmm. to build the argument in the case yeah to build the argument in the case and it turned out that they'd used real judges names real people some events but it cross-pollinated some things and created some stuff up mm-hmm. um and this is called hallucinations um within ai and but the main lawyer himself didn't check any of this he just assumed that his intern had done his due diligence so he took the file took it to court and it was only during the court proceedings that they found out that <laughs> it was all false oops yeah mm. yeah that sort of thing yeah if you don't know your subject matter you cannot rely on ai to do it for you i think is what that proves and partly if you don't know your subject matter you shouldn't be talking about it to some extent if you know what i mean especially if you're sharing information just having a one to one conversation is a different thing where you're sharing opinions and yeah. learning or whatever else. but if you're out there sharing information then yeah. you ought to know about it in my view I mean, sometimes you talk about it. we're not ai experts as you know no. but we we made that very clear and we share things about wealth made simple and all the different opportunities and this is an opportunity to work towards wealth yes okay and uh, productivity efficiency effectiveness all that kind of stuff uh, so it it's a broad range of topics we talk about uh, but the overall topic we know a lot about and um, you know we have yeah. the credibility and the experience expertise to talk about it if that makes sense yeah yeah exactly that and and that's that's the thing with and that's what's yeah. probably dangerous is, but the, the point i was making earlier is anybody will talk about everything and then it all gets mixed up mashed up and then there's people out there who kind of believe that because you know if, if Kieran talks about uh investing and he seems to know plenty about it and he's talking sense and now he's talking about something else some other topic okay then therefore they transfer that expertise he must know about this too yeah now let's ask him about that whatever that might be okay and then you're soon talking about that which is as you we've talked about before is someone says to you I don't get on with my husband or wife or my spouse or my partner can you advise me yeah. but Kieran's been divorced 18 times he's the worst guy to be advising you because he can't hold down a relationship well yeah exactly Does that makes sense yeah. but people have people Pe- connect stuff people you know, connect you know, it yeah. in and, and that goes back to um an episode we did before on biases and generalizations and how people connect 
you're an expert in this field, so I'm going to ask you about this. Oh, that was sound advice. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I'm going to ask you about this as well. But although if you've been divorced 18 times, you'll have some good advice on what not to do. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thankfully, I have not been divorced that many times. Um, or at all, in fact. No, you haven't, no. Um, but the point is still the same. And and that's that, that's the, that's the other thing with all of these large language learning models. You can put in a prompt and it will spit out whatever it is it's spitting out about, you know, whether it's code, whether it's formula, whether it's, you know, prose, whether it's copy, yeah. whatever it is that, you're, that you're, you've asked it for. Unless you know that subject matter, you need to have done your own research to make sure that it's correct and accurate and reflective of what it is that you're trying to, to get across because otherwise you end up in the position this lawyer was in where, mm. you know, egg on his face, um, go into court with a file full of cited um, cases. Which wasn't relevant well, or accurate to that just particular doesn't exist. Scenario, yeah, Just don't exist. Yeah. And, and that in and of itself is one of the flaws with narrow AI is, and also, you know, most of the narrow AIs that we've that we come into contact with as consumers at the moment are not up to date in terms of modern. They're, they, they're only f fed data up to 2021. Yeah. So it's not anything, up, it's not anything current, that's changed current, in the yeah. last two years, it doesn't know about. So you can't ask it about that sort of stuff. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money. <laughs>